Hello and welcome to Tennis Pal Chronicles, the podcast to feed your passion for all things tennis. I'm your host, Philip Kim, also known as the tennis pro for the Langham Huntington Hotel in sunny Southern California. And with me today is a special guest and someone we hope will contribute to the podcast on a regular basis. He is the local tennis pro based in the Los Angeles and San Gabriel Valley area who has played on the ITF Tour. He is a USTA League National Champion and formerly ranked number one in the nation for USTA Mixed Doubles. He currently coaches high school tennis with five team championships in his seven years of coaching, as well as six individual singles champions from the high schools. Having coached tennis for over 10 years, he has helped many students achieve their goal of playing tennis for college. Please welcome to the Tennis Pal Chronicles podcast, Byron Leung. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Phil. Byron, we are so excited to have you here on the show because I feel like you bring a wealth of expertise and knowledge about tennis. Uh, Our show is a show about the passion for tennis. So let's start there. How did you develop a passion for the game? Um, You know, it started off with just being super competitive. Um, I I started when I was much younger, but didn't really take it serious until I got into high school. Uh, When I got into high school, I had a, a close friend of mine who also played tennis, who I didn't even know that he played tennis for many years growing up. And, um, he was, he was much, much better than me. But when we joined the tennis team, uh, I saw that he, he was running for captain of the team, and I wanted to improve myself, and I wanted to be captain for the team as well. Um, at the time, I didn't know that there was such a thing as co-captain, so I worked really hard to basically be a good player. And uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, we ended up both being captains. And you know, from then, I just I had that drive. I just naturally developed a drive to become a better player, and I just wanted to keep moving forward with the game and keep improving. So why tennis? Why not soccer, basketball, ping pong, anything else? Um, you know, actually, it's funny. Is soccer was my first sport uh, when when I was in elementary school, like first grade, I think. It was like, soccer was one of the first sports I ever played with a bunch of friends during schoolyard, and you know, I really did have a small passion for for soccer at the time. But I don't know. I just I I just couldn't get into it. Um, and then shortly after I learned basketball and basketball was actually my first real sport that I, I loved. I fell in love with, um, mainly because my, my, my dad used to be a basketball player when he was younger, when he was in China, I, I learned basketball and I got really good at it, but it was actually in high school when I injured my hand on the basketball team in one of the, in one of the games. And that kind of steered my direction towards tennis. I guess basketball being a competitive but also contact sport as well as soccer makes it a little bit um, more dangerous. Uh, yeah, but that wasn't really the the situation for me. It was, it was more or less like I think I was kind of more of a, a lone wolf. Um, I was really into just focusing on myself rather than like the team aspect. And not that I wasn't a team player. Um, I just. I just liked knowing that I was going to improve and that I didn't have to rely on anybody else. And how did you know that tennis was kind of that individualized sport? What drew you to that at such a young age? Well, I think what it was was, uh, especially in high school, when I was competing in high school, 
the fact that it was just one-on-one, I was playing singles at the time, um, I just realized that my drive to be better than anybody as an individual was kind of that, that motivation that I had to just really fall in love with the game and just become who I am today. That's interesting. So it really matched your personality, would you say? Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good way to describe it. Mm. So do you think in general most tennis players are kind of individualists? I definitely think that a lot of tennis players are individualists. Um, you know, no matter how humble, modest team player you are, I think everyone still has a, a pretty strong ego and pride to themselves, I guess you can say. So was it, uh, you developed in high school, and then was it kind of winning in high school that really spurned you on? You felt like, wow, you're meeting with success and you could move forward? Yeah. um, In high school, I was definitely one of the best players, and I improved a lot, and I I worked really hard on my own. Um, You know, I did practices outside of practices, outside of schools. After I was done with homework, I would go to the courts by myself and can keep practicing by myself. I was just really driven. And um, when when I started winning more and I started actually doing really well during the season in high school, I just saw that this was my gift and I just kind of rolled with it. And I didn't see myself slowing down at that point. I just kind of kept going with it and I don't, it just kind of stuck with me since then. That's great. And were there specific coaches or people in your life that really encouraged you and helped you in your tennis game at that time? Yeah. Um, when I, I, I did learn tennis at a younger age. Uh, it was just high school that kind of sparked it for me. But um, I have two older sisters, and both of them played tennis in high school as well. Um, my sisters are much older than me, about 12 years older. And so they had already influenced me to play tennis and learn tennis at a younger age. I just never took it seriously. Um, so were you like the, the brother that, that could never beat his sisters? At the time, yeah. <laughs> at the time. <laughs> That's pretty motivating. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I took lessons. I took, took lessons briefly when I was younger. That was kind of like my birthday present one, uh, one, of the, one year. And, uh, you know, I, bought, I got a tennis racket as, a, as my birthday present with it and you know, learn the basic fundamentals and just kind of improved on my own from there. That's great. Well, I mean, fast forward to today, you have really made an impact here in the Southern California area. Uh, you're not only a coach for high schools at, at Duarte High School and Sierra Vista, but you have also been playing uh, in all the leagues in Southern California. Well, not all, but You've also been playing in many of the leagues in Southern California and actually became a league national champion. What was that experience like? Uh, that was that was definitely a, a, a really unreal moment for me. Uh, I didn't know how to feel. I didn't know how to react because uh, I saw that when I first started playing league, I saw that a national championship was you know, was at the end of the road for me. And I wanted to achieve that. So and it was kind of what I found interesting was that I don't know why I did this to myself, but I gave myself a five-year goal to win a national championship. And this is all when I first started playing league tennis. At that point, I worked really, really hard. I, I, I worked harder than I probably ever worked as hard in my life. And I couldn't believe it that, you know, five years later, exactly five years later, that I would win league uh, as a national champion. 
That's incredible. And I think a lot of people maybe don't even understand what league is and being a national champion is. It sounds incredibly impressive, of course. You were also formerly ranked number one in the nation for U.S. mixed doubles as well. Was that part of the league or? No, no, that was that was its own separate thing. Um, outside of league tennis and USTA, and uh, for those who aren't familiar, USTA is the United States Tennis Association, um, and it's probably the only tennis association in the U.S., and uh, they have, in, it, within the association, they have multiple ga- categories that you can play tennis in. So it's league tennis, which is essentially team-based tennis. And they have just individual tournament tennis. And uh, that's what it was. It was that I was competing in tournaments with my mixed doubles partner. Um, and we just won almost every single tournament we can get our hands on and became the number one ranked team in the nation. That's incredible. That must have been incredibly satisfying. And to do it as a team, that's even harder, I think. Uh, League tennis is is very interesting um, because it definitely changed my perspective when it came to tennis and and especially in team play. You know, earlier we were just talking about how I was very, like, into myself when it came to, uh, as an individualist, when it came to tennis. But I learned a lot of team play when it came to league tennis. And the hardest thing about league tennis is the fact that even if you play your best, you have to work as a team to win. And I'm not trying to make this sound bad or anything, but you have to also rely on your teammates to help get you there. And that's never easy, right? You have to rely on something outside of yourself. You have to hope that everyone else is going to try as hard as you're going to try. And it really um, challenges the group to work as a whole. Yeah, that's uh, that's really hard because, um, you know, you do have to rely on your teammates and you have to help bring them up as well. Uh, Even if you can consider yourself as the best player, I mean, you know, everybody has an ego. Everybody has some pride in themselves. And if for any reason you consider yourself the best player, then you have to do your best to help your teammates to come up to your level. Or if not, you have to be on their level and be able to help them and guide them the rest of the way. Team tennis, when it comes to league, is very very team-oriented for all the right reasons. Um, You have to support each other, and you have to help each other through thick and thin. And you develop strong friendships and bonds, but at the end of the day, you can't rely on yourself anymore. You have to, you really have to work hard with the people that you work with. Well, that makes me think of high school tennis, because I think so many people enter into high school tennis and have a great experience, just like you. You had a great experience in high school tennis and you really enjoyed it and it made you fall in love with it. Uh, I meet tons of high schoolers who are super excited about being on a team and then being on the team, they have such a great time because it's a social event, it's a camaraderie, it's team, it's winning together, losing together. It's a very emotional state of mind. Um, but somehow right after high school, we lose a lot of those players. They don't transition into league. I imagine that league is similar. How did, it, how did you make that transition from high school to league? For me, it was actually, it was kind of interesting. Uh, I just didn't succeed well in college and that I kind of I dropped out of college, but mainly because I wanted to try to pursue uh, a pro career in tennis on my own. I saw that I had no real direction after I dropped out, that I had a friend who was playing in league tennis. And, uh, you know, for me at the time, I, because I didn't have a real direction, a real path to follow, 
when my friend offered me or really pitched me the idea of joining a league team, I figured why not. Uh, it got me competitive. It helped me with when it came to match experience. And at the end of the day, I made a bunch of new friends and, you know, gained a lot out of it. And, you know, I was able to practice with more people at that point. So you're really a proponent of league. You really enjoyed the, your experience. Oh, yeah. Um, honestly, I think that was one of the biggest like, and best decisions I ever made when it came to playing tennis. If it weren't for league, I wouldn't be the type of player I am today or I wouldn't even have the type of knowledge and experience that I have today. Well, let's talk about that. I think that's a really great question for most tennis players out there. They're either beginners and they're trying to start learning how to play tennis or they've been playing for 30 years. They're, they're going out to the public courts. They're hitting with their friends. They're probably hitting with the same friends that they've been hitting with for the last 20 years. Um, why should a tennis player play league? Um, you know, it, it, I find it to be for the competitiveness. Uh, it's, not about, it's not about winning and losing. I mean, winning and losing, winning really has everything to do with pretty much any, anybody, really. But when it comes to league tennis, I, I think it gives you that, it, it helps you break that seal of being afraid and being intimidated. A lot of times people who play tennis um, want to play tournaments. They want to compete. They want to win some type of competition. But the issue that they have with that is that they either don't know where to start or they're just afraid to lose. When it comes to playing league tennis, that pretty much is a good uh, neutral factor for you to make that decision because you get the competition and you are able to compete, and yet you don't have to worry about losing anything, really. I mean, you lose, you're still playing. There are multiple matches or games that you play throughout a season of league tennis, and you don't have to worry about, you know, the whole you lose, you're out. It's, it's not an all-for-nothing thing. It's, it's just, you know, you get in, you play, you compete, you make a bunch of new friends. You maybe even find people that are better than you, and become their friend and even, you know, play with them and practice with them and improve your game. You said something interesting about joining the league. You had a friend who asked you to be in it. And I think maybe one of the questions uh, is, how do you join a league? How do you get involved? What's the, what's the path now that you've been a part of it? For anyone who doesn't really have a hand or a foot inside the tennis community, it's totally understandable that you go in blind. And that's very common. Uh, the way I look at it, yeah, I mean, one factor is if you have a friend who's already in a league, then, you know, that's one, that's one way you can get in. You know, you can, you can ask them or they can pitch it to you and they can try to recruit you. That's always the first start. That's the most basic start that anybody's going to run into. One interesting thing is if you want to join a league, you can essentially just sign up automatically and the UST will automatically put you on a team that's, that has an open spot in your uh, local area or wherever your radius is because you, you have to kind of pinpoint exactly like where you want to go or how far you want to drive or where your next closest league is, uh, league team is at near you. So I think they'll automatically put you in. Yeah, that's great. So I guess they just probably go to usta.com, sign up, create a profile, and then uh, I believe there's a way to choose teams based on your geographic area after you register. But I think in order to register, you have to pay a membership. Is that right? 
Yeah, yeah. You always need to pay a membership when it comes to joining a league. Uh, when you when you join when you join a league, I mean, they even have like junior memberships if you're under, I think, eighteen if is the cutoff. And at that point, uh, junior memberships can be as cheap as like nineteen dollars, um, you know. And then adult memberships, if obviously if you're an adult, it's like forty two dollars. And then like family, there's actually a family membership. So if you want to do it with like your wife or your kids and stuff, there's a there's an actual sixty eight dollar membership for family. It sounds fairly accessible. I think I kind of think that uh, people in my area they're thinking, "Hey, I'm going to play tennis um, Sunday mornings, you know, at the local park. I just play kind of pickup games with whoever turns up, and maybe after a while, I've built some friendships, and so now I play regularly. Why should I change that structure and move to becoming a league player? Um, you know, it's not necessarily just being a league player, but I think it's a good way to just kind of change up your pattern. You know, there are players, like you said, that are, you know, recreational players who play with the same group of pe- friends, you know, every Sunday or every Saturday or whatever. But I feel like a lot of people's goal when it comes to playing tennis is they will always want to improve. They always, always want to improve. So there's never a moment when anybody thinks that I just want to play for fun and yet stay where I'm at. No, like you still want to improve. But at the same time, I'm sure you're going to get bored. And that's just my opinion because the way that's the way I look at it, if I was in that situation, is that you're going to get bored. You're going to play with the same person over and over again. And you're not seeing a real improvement in your game. But then the second you get that little spark of hitting with somebody different, playing with someone different, and, and you see how your game compares to theirs, and see where your weaknesses are, and yet you still realize that now I definitely want to improve, then I think that's kind of like the little spark that you need to kind of jumpstart your game. So playing league would be a good, you know, door opening experience for you to to just kind of get that improvement that you seek. Yeah, I know for me, the spark uh, to improve is when I lose. <laughs> and I lose, yeah. I lose a lot, Byron. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you play really great players or you see people playing at a different uh, level, it really inspires you to try to get to that next level. And I'm assuming that in league, you really see that. Yeah, yeah. Like even, you know, even in my situation, like I work really hard to, to be the type of player that I am today. And, you know, in league, I don't ever think I'm the best player. You know, I, I always have my mind open knowing that there are players better than me. If I ever run into that situation, I, I even though, and I have, I've, I've lost many, many games and f- to all the right people. And I don't take it as a loss anymore. I take it as a learning experience because I see the weaknesses of my game and I see exactly what I need to work on and where I need to improve. Yeah, I think that's kind of the what you hear the pros say as well when they lose. I mean, they definitely say they, they love to win, but they learn the most from losing. And I think that's probably true for all of us. I know when I lose a match, I'm laying in bed late at night <laughs> thinking about the shots that I made, thinking about uh, you know the serves that I missed, and just trying to replay in my mind, how can I improve? And boy, pain is, uh, is a wonderful way to... <laughs> Uh, get a wake-up call and and realize you have to work a little harder. Yeah, that's that's very true. I mean, uh, I'm the same way with you. Like, 
you know, I, I, there are times when I've, I've lost a bad game where I am laying in bed as well. And I'm just thinking about what I could have done differently. Well, and we should talk about that, uh, on another podcast, uh, if you wouldn't mind just laying in bed, what should you do with that loss? Because <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> I think, I think that happens to all of us, but getting back to league, I think you had talked about the team spirit of league and, um, how in high school you had a great experience, even though it's an individual sport, you play in a team. Same with the league, you make a lot of new friends. Can you share a little bit about the value of that? Well, like I said, you make a lot of new friends. I mean, I had a couple of friends that I already knew and played with before. And when they told me about how they had a league team and they wanted me to join their league team, that definitely opened a door to something like really much much bigger than what I had initially thought. Um, it was just this bigger world of tennis that I had n- no clue that existed. And I was able to make just a ton of new friends and see a different type of tennis that I have never, ever seen before. I mean, yeah, a lot of times you're going to play a bunch of old guys, you know, but those old guys are the masters at what they're good at. You know, maybe they're not the best looking tennis players in the world, or maybe they don't have. You, you the, mean their form, right? Their, well, both. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, but no, yeah, their form. I mean, like you know, I've I've seen some guys who who does who doesn't have a proper forehand, but they mastered their their ability to hit a forehand that's so unique to their own that will drive almost any player crazy. Um, and that that really like was an eye-opening experience for me because I, I learned that there's this other type of tennis that I need to improve on. Yeah, because really at the end of the day, it's a game. And you win the game by getting the last ball over the net and in the court, right? Exactly. And well, that, you know, that was like, that, again, that was a big thing too because for me, you know, here I am, a high school kid, a college kid, um, you know, big shots, big forehand, big serve. And... I play league against, and I'll never forget, I play league, my, my first real league match experience against this one guy who had, who didn't have the power, and he just beat me out of pure consistency, you know, and and that really, like, hurt me bad because I had to learn a lot from that loss. I think we've all been there, right? The people who are just more consistent, they can get the ball back, and uh and we're going for big shots, but going for big shots, you know, often requires more risk. And so, um, and oftentimes really gets frustrating, right, in that situation. Yeah, it definitely gets really frustrating. But, you know, I learned a lot from that and I learned where I needed to improve. And how do you improve in that situation? What are some of the things that you worked on? Well, in that situation, uh, for that example, he, you know, he was very, very consistent. He was way more consistent than I am. And it, it was frustrating because here I thought that no matter how hard I hit the ball, he was just getting every ball back. And, you know, part of it was fitness. So I, I had to improve my fitness a lot more. Uh, I was pretty fit back then, but I learned a whole nother world of fitness that I need to improve on to be able to keep up with that type of player. Um, and, and the second part was just building off of my consistency. I realized that the power game was not as what it was all, what it was hyped up to be. That's great. What an important lesson. I imagine patience played a big part in that. Yeah, I had to definitely change my way of thinking. Um, you know, I was definitely one of those players who was 
always getting angry and throwing my rackets and, you know, yelling all the time. Uh, and I definitely had to change how to be, you know, more calm and uh, more patient, of course, with my own game. That's great. And again, in a future podcast, patience, <laughs> being in the right mental state. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, let's talk really quickly. Uh, you led a team to um, national champions, which is incredible. Let's talk to league players right now who might be listening and, and say and give them three important factors which will help them on their league team. How do, how do you win matches in the league? Well, you know, here's the, the, the biggest thing in tennis, um, you know, and being based out of the, you know, L.A., Southern California area, uh, the, one of the biggest things when it comes to league tennis is that, first off, is a majority of all leagues are pretty much doubles, mixed doubles. Spring is three doubles, but still two singles lines, but it's still primarily doubles. Then you have tri-level um, tri during the summer, and that's still three lines of doubles. Then you have fall doubles. So at the end of the day, you're playing a lot of doubles. So I would say the first, you know, one of the tips I can definitely give is that combinations. You know, I mean, that's it's pretty common knowledge, but I, I find it so important to have the right partner that you have good synergy with, you know, and... It's, it's good to stick with one partner all the way through the season. But, you know, if you can give yourself a backup partner that you can also work well with in case something happens to that partner, that's a little bit more ideal because at least you're not running off of the same partner and relying on them the entire time. Now, the reason why I'm touching on that little subject is just because one of the most common issues that I've had from my many, many years of league experience is that a lot of times captains tend to mix up the combinations. They'll put a player in and put them with, and they'll pair them with a partner that they had never played with before, or a partner that just doesn't work well with their game. And then they're putting a lot of risk into that match and relying and hoping that that match would fall through, you know, positively. And I always find that as an issue. And even from my own experience, I've, I've had that plenty of times where I've played with partners I've never, ever met before in my life or uh, partners who I just know for a fact that I don't work well with, um, not for like any bad blood, but just our style of games just don't complement each other and that it just never worked out in our favor. Combinations, that's interesting. Is there uh, certain kinds of players that go well together? Is it more based on personality type? Is it more style of play? Are, can you kind of generically say these people should be together or is it really personalized? Well, I think first off, it becomes more uh, personalized. You know, that's the first thing that comes into mind. I think at that point, you know, the first thing that comes down to is uh, your friendship. I mean, you know, everybody will start off with, I want to partner with my friend. That's like the first part. Um, but if you can get that out of the way, the next part to that, I would say, would come down to uh, preference in your game. Like, if you know your game well enough, then you should at one point know exactly what type of style of player would complement your game. That, I think, is... Uh, I think that one would probably be the biggest thing to keep in mind uh, as a factor to to how to improve in doubles. Uh, because, you know, any player can play well with a really good player. 
But at the end of the day, sometimes it doesn't matter how good a player can be. You could be Roger Federer or Rafael Nadal or those any number one player in the world. And it doesn't matter how good you are if your partner can't help you at the end of the day. Sure, because it's a 50-50 split. And uh, especially especially if they know that you're the weaker player, they're going to hit everything to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's why when it comes to like playing doubles, I find that you know the combinations work best if you know yourself better than anybody else. Hmm. So let's say you were coaching someone who is a captain of a USTA team. They've never been a captain before, and uh, hopefully we're getting new captains joining the league. What would you say? Could you say something like a power player with a consistent player? Is, is there kind of generic terms like that? You know, that's actually, that you, I think you hit it right on the nail. What you just said, I think a power player with a consistent player essentially is, in my opinion, the best combination you can have. I'm, I'm considered a power player, and I have, a, uh, I have a, a partner that I played doubles with for many years who is just super, super consistent, zero power in his game. He doesn't even have a power bone in his body. But I hope we, he's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he knows this because he's the one that told me this. But, That's funny. But him and I have what we call a ham and egg game, you know? I'm the muscle, I'm the ham, and he's the egg, which is, you know, soft and mushy. But, uh, you know, but the reality is it's like it's this type of I, – I like this combination a lot because it's this type of combination that really throws off the opposing players, especially in doubles. In singles, if you have a well-variety game where you could change up the pace, you could change up the spin and, and all those little things, then that that adds to the whole ham and egg factor. But – in doubles, if you have two totally different players that are giving a ham and egg game to your opponents, that that really throws them off because they don't know should they hit to the weaker player who's going to keep everything in or should they hit to the harder player who's just going to power through everything. They're just getting this really confusing combination that they have to deal with and they're just not sure at that point. Interesting. I, I would assume if we did like a quadrant that's... Um Consistent, consistent is probably stronger than power, power. I would definitely agree with you on that. Consistent, consistent would definitely outplay power, power. But when you have a power, power, when you have a power player who is relatively consistent, then that could also be dangerous as well. And you don't get to being a super power player unless you're somewhat consistent. Anyways. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, this is a fascinating discussion about league, and uh, and I'm guessing you're encouraging people to join the league and play. Yeah, yeah, I definitely encourage a lot of people to join the league. It's it's a it's a great the way I look at it is it's a great way to really introduce the game to you. And like I said, for my experience, it was it was just a big you know, it was a bigger world than I expected it to be. That's great. You saw a lot of different balls, a lot of different styles, um, even a lot of different courts uh, playing in different conditions. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I've never thought ever in my life I would play at such prestigious tennis courts ever. And I got to, you know, experience that. Well, that's incredible. Well, it's great to have you here, Byron, to share your experience. We really enjoyed talking about League, and I guess we want to encourage people to... And we want to encourage people to join League because I think it's a great thing. I think the USTA needs more League players. I think it only helps. 
Um, so we want to encourage you. We would love to have your questions. If you have any questions about joining league or being a part of a league, you can email me, pk at tennispal.com, and I'll forward it to Donald Wong, my TSR here in Southern California, and he's a great field rep for the USTA. Uh, as well as if you're around the country, please connect with the USTA and start playing league. I think it's really going to up your game. Would you say, Byron? I definitely agree with that. Byron, we would love to have you back and talk about kind of tips on tennis, mental game. We've already touched on so many different uh, ideas. We'd love to have you come. Yeah, of course. I would love to be back. Great. Thank you so much for your expertise. And uh, we're going to close. Thank you. Yes, we're going to close this out. One other way to meet people to play tennis with and see different kinds of games is on the Tennis Pal app. Download the Tennis Pal app on iTunes or Android, and you can actually find tennis players by zip code and message them and start playing tennis with them in your local area. It's an incredible app started by people who are very passionate about growing the game of tennis just like we are. So thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed this podcast talking about tennis tips. And we hope that all your serves are aces.